you are his beloved sweet sister. You are his beloved. My sisters in Christ, I want to invite you during this Advent to journey with special guest Valentina, who is going to be encouraging you to see God as the lover of our soul. You are his beloved. He loves you with an eternal, powerful love. Let's soak in this love as we await the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day. Let's spend these next few weeks together really soaking in the truth that we are his beloved. Now let's hear from Valentina. Welcome to week two of the Becoming the Beloved series. I'm so happy you're here. Our verse from today is taken from Jeremiah 29 11. For I know well the plans I have in mind for you, plans for your welfare and not for woe, so as to give you a future of hope. Let's begin with a prayer. Jesus, you see me and you know me. You love me and have chosen me from all eternity. Thank you for the amazing plan you have for my life. Help me to hear your voice today and follow you. Show me today what it means for me to be your beloved. Amen. Becoming the Beloved The prolific Dutch writer Henry Nouwen describes the process of becoming the beloved in four key words. Taken, blessed, broken, and given. These words are first used when Jesus multiplies five loaves and two fish to feed 5,000 people who come to hear him speak. We read in Luke's gospel, chapter 9, verse 16, Then taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. Those same four words are used again at the Last Supper in Luke chapter 29, verse 19, and at dinner after Jesus appears to two disciples on the road to Emmaus after his death and resurrection in Luke chapter 24, verse 30. This week, however, we're going to look at the first word, which is taken. Henry, and yes, we're on a first name basis now, (laughs) invites us to replace the word taken with the word chosen. He writes, when I know that I am chosen, I know I have been seen as a special person. Someone has noticed me in my uniqueness and has expressed a desire to know me, to come closer to me, to love me. When I write to you that as the beloved, we are God's chosen ones, I mean that we have been seen by God from all eternity and seen as unique, special, precious beings. And this is taken from Life of the Beloved, page 53. But is that often the case? On the contrary, how often do we think that God has forgotten us? I know I fall into this. We may look at other people's seemingly perfect spouse, job, home, children, you fill in the blank, and begin to ask, well, what about me? Does God even care? 
Does he even see me? Does he even know me? Or we may be tempted to self-rejection and wonder, am I really wanted? Will anyone ever love me? Well, Henry offers us three guidelines in our spiritual struggle for remembering our chosenness in the midst of these doubts. The first guideline is to unmask the world about you for what it is, manipulative, controlling, power-hungry, and in the long run, destructive. The world would often tell us lies about ourselves, and instinctively we know this. When we hear these lies and we begin to feel hurt and offended or rejected, we are to say to ourselves, these feelings, strong as they may be, are not telling me the truth about myself. The truth, even though I cannot feel it right now, is that I am the chosen child of God, precious in God's eyes, called the beloved from all eternity, and held safe in an everlasting embrace. The second guideline is to look for people in places where your truth is spoken and where you are reminded of your deepest identity as the chosen one. This means connecting with family, friends, or teachers, or those in our church community who remind us of who we are. Although imperfect as well, these people in our lives, through their love, point us to the truth that we are precious in God's eyes. For example, once a week, I have a FaceTime lunch day with my best friend. We catch up on what happened on the past week. We laugh and share our hearts. We talk about what we're eating for lunch and show each other. <laughs> and by the end of the 30-minute call, I feel encouraged and more confident. Her love for me reminds me of all the good in me that I sometimes forget to see. The third guideline that Henry recommends is to celebrate your chosenness constantly. This means saying thank you to God for having chosen you and thank you to all who remind you of your chosenness. Henry says, gratitude is the most fruitful way of deepening your consciousness that you are not an accident, but a divine choice. Oh, I love that, a divine choice. So some ways to show our gratitude are through a phone call or a quick text, maybe sending flowers or a kind card or a gesture of affection when someone is kind to us, a problem is solved or something turns out well. One practice I incorporate to help me remember my chosenness is each night before I go to bed, I pray a modified examine prayer where I remember five areas where I saw God in the day. So this could have been from like a text from a friend, a beautiful sunrise or a successful meeting, just five places where I saw God. Secondly, I think of five areas where I didn't respond to the grace of the day. So if I was impatient with a coworker or a family member, or if I was judgmental, I would list those five things. And then lastly, I would think of five areas where I would love God's help for, for the next day. So let's say the next day I have a work project that I'm really nervous about and I really could use God's help. I ask him in advance for that grace to do it well. 
or I ask for the grace for help with a difficult conversation that I'm going to have the next day that I may have the right words to say or and just have clarity. So this practice, especially the first of like thinking of the five areas where I saw God in the day, opens my eyes to all the ways that God is constantly loving me through others and through the experiences of my day. I end up going to bed feeling loved and warm in his embrace. For today's challenge, we're going to actually spend time in prayer and hearing what God has to say to us and about our chosenness. Jesus promises us in John chapter 10, verse 27, that my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. This means we can talk to Jesus and he talks to us. And there are four most common modes that God speaks to us. So you might, as you're praying, maybe see an image or a memory may come to you or scenes that you're just not actively guiding. Or you may hear God's voice in your heart and it won't sound like a third person. It'll just be like your own voice. But you'll be hearing things that you wouldn't normally say to yourself. Or a feeling, you may begin to feel his presence, like a peace, a calmness, a nearness. Or you may just get us like a sense of knowing and like you have a clear sense of what to do that comes from outside of you. So with these modes in mind, for today's challenge, I invite you now to just sit comfortably with your palms open, close your eyes and ask the Holy Spirit to be with you. And then ask Jesus these two questions out loud. The first question is, Jesus, what do you think about me right now? And then just wait. And the second question, Jesus, what does it mean that I am chosen by you? If you have a journal, I want you to write down what you receive. And then I want you to declare that truth of what you've received out loud every day. So for example, with the second question with Jesus, what does it mean that I'm chosen by you? If, for example, you received something like, um, you were my precious daughter and I love you, then your truth that you'd be declaring every day would be something like this. Um, in the name of Jesus, I declare that I am God's precious daughter and he loves me. If you do this exercise several times and you don't receive anything in prayer, please don't despair. I encourage you instead to use today's verse as a declaration of truth. For example, you could say something like, in the name of Jesus, I declare that God knows well the plans he has in mind for me, plans for my welfare and not for woe, so as to give me a future of hope. Thank you for joining me on the second week of the Becoming the Beloved series. I know today was a little longer, but I hope it was helpful. Please know I'm praying for you, and please pray for everyone also listening and, and for me. See you next week. Thank 
you for journeying with Valentina today in this special beloved series. Check the links in the show notes to connect with her and learn more about her and join us back here. Same time, same place. Let's grow in love of God and allow him to love us as his beloved. I'll talk with you soon. Bye for now.